Dreaming of a better sleep? Tossing and turning is not your destiny. And Ollie is here to help. Ollie invites you to sink into sweet, sweet slumber to improve your mental and physical health and overall wellness. More than just melatonin, Ollie's ingredients help you unwind your mind for a delightfully dreamy drift off. Sleep is on the way at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. At the end of the month, I'll be like, ooh, how much can I transfer? And it's a game. Did I transfer more than last month? Did I hit a new goal and transfer a new, you know, huge amount? And just, I don't know, doing that, it just really motivates me. This show is dedicated to helping you strengthen your family tree and live financially free. Welcome to the Marriage, Kids & Money podcast, everybody. This is Andy Hill, and today... We're talking about why couples should consider living on 50% of their income. Hmm. This type of savings rate can seem radical to some, but the upsides are plentiful. In a country where nearly 80% of workers are living paycheck to paycheck, supersizing your savings just may be the ticket to financial freedom. Today, we're going to talk to one woman who lives on 50% and saves 50% and see how that lifestyle has gone so far. Kelly Smith is my guest today. Kelly is the creator of Freedom in a Budget, a blog and YouTube channel that teaches people that budgets aren't constricting, but rather they give you freedom. Her advice and story has been featured in numerous podcasts, YouTube channels, and even CNBC. Kelly and I recently had the chance to meet up at a Dave Ramsey influencer event in Nashville, so you can definitely tell how this conversation's going to go. I'm very glad to be reunited with her today. Welcome to the show, Kelly. Thank you so much for having me. I'm Absolutely. excited. Yeah, it's great to have you, and I'm so glad to see your face again. So, Kelly, when did you and your husband decide to live on 50% of your income? It happened really when we combined finances, when we got married. I was living a very frugal lifestyle right before we got married. Previous to that, I was not. Previous to that, I was living the exact opposite. I had my car repossessed at one point. I had my electric bill shut off multiple times. I ate like butter and spaghetti every night for dinner for multiple years partly because I love pasta and partly because it's ridiculously cheap. And I just lived this, you know, I have $20 in my bank account that's $20 to spend. And that's how it works, right? And was not living well at all. And then we just kind of had that shift of, we need to get our life together. We want to get married. We want to, you know, do all this stuff and travel and everything. And so I just got like pedal to the metal, obsessive, probably didn't want to talk to me because all I wanted to talk about was money and budgeting. And really that's why I started my channel was because I need like people in my life were like, I don't want like, you're crazy. No, I want to eat out. No, I want to shop at the normal grocery store, not Aldi. No. <laughs> that sounds like my wife. She would said, Hey dude, I don't want to hear about it anymore. Go, go yes. talk on your podcast. That's yes. people want to hear you there. Right. <laughs> yeah. So what happened in your life where you were, you know, you were living a little bit tighter and you had $20 in your bank account. What happened at that point where you said, I need to make a change? Yeah, it was just enough is enough. And I think I saw the the momentum of like, holy crap, when I first created my budget, I had like $200 left over at the end of the month. 
I was like, what do you mean? No, no, I've been overdrafting. I've been going into the red, all this stuff comes up. And then I was like, well, when you actually track your purchases, it's amazing the money that you find. And then it just clicked for me. And then I became obsessive and watched hours and hours of YouTube. I didn't have cable, so it's all I had. And just binge watched all these people. And now I'm all friends with them, which is crazy. That's awesome. Very cool. Yeah. So you said your husband and your friends were like, uh, you just stop talking to me mm-hmm. about it. What, what was your husband's overall impression with getting on board with 50% savings rate and just, I guess, living on a budget in general? It was back and forth. You know, it's definitely something that he struggles with to this day, still a little bit, but I've gotten really good at still allowing him to have his fun money, still allowing him to eat out. He eats out more than I do. It's something he enjoys more than I do. And then we still travel. We still have, you know, really fun things. Like we just went to Alaska last year and really big vacations, but I'm really big on dreaming with him. And saying like, okay, like let's put, cut back in these spots. But if we do that, then we can do this. So just having his own dreams as well. Like one of them is a Tesla. One of them is a boat. And we just bought the house. And so all of those things were things that he wanted. So gearing those goals for him. That's cool. So you're meeting in the middle. You're trying to figure mm-hmm. out a way that can work for both of you. What kind of Tesla does he want? I don't know. <laughs> I just, there's I a want few the of them one now. There's like the sedan the and there's the S- Oh yeah. That's very cool. That's, Absolutely. Well, I might, I might I have want. to jump in with him on, on that Tesla dream. I think that would be really cool to have. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's talk about what you could do with the 50% savings rate. Let's talk about some of the things you've been able to do. I know mm-hmm. you guys had a wedding uh, previously, yeah. you're married now, and I understood yeah. you were able to pay for that in cash. Talk to me about how you did that, how you planned for that, and mm-hmm. just walk us through that. Yeah. So we actually, I live in South Florida and it's very expensive here because we're so close to Miami. And my husband, he's a traveling lighting designer and does like concerts and live production type of stuff. And one of his side hustles before we got married was he would do weddings and bar mitzvahs for a entertainment company. Now these weddings were all like hundred thousand dollar weddings, hundred thousand dollar bar mitzvahs, which is just ridiculous to spend on your 16 year old. But his like expectation was here and mine was, I want to have a nice wedding, but I don't need a hundred thousand dollar wedding. So there was a little butting of heads with that, but we did call in a bunch of favors and we did have to up our budget at one point. At one point I thought we were going to have a $15,000 wedding. And then my wedding planner literally laughed in my face. (laughs) She's like, no. Unless you want in the backyard, no, that's not like you can't have a venue and it's not possible here in Florida or in South Florida where I am. And so we upped the budget, but I made sure that what we upped the budget to, we were still able to pay cash. Like if there was anything that we weren't able to, I would say, I'm sorry, hard no, we can't. This is not negotiable. That's cool. So he wanted 100, you wanted 15. Where did you guys land? We landed at 30. 30. Okay. That's yeah. cool. And you had a good time. Everybody was happy. Oh, yeah. It was awesome. Absolutely incredible. Yeah. Uh-huh. And people said it was the best wedding they ever went to. Like bougie people said that. So I call that a win. There you go. If you, and bougie people liked it and you were on a budget, I think that's, that's, that's yes. freedom in a budget right there. <laughs> if you ask me, that's awesome. Yes. Very cool. So, uh, we've also uh, bought a car along the way in your mm-hmm. life as well that I've heard about. So tell us how you bought the car and how that process went. Yeah, we bought my dream car in cash, um, which is a 2016 Jeep Cherokee. 
And I actually drove some coworkers to an event last week at my work. And one of them was like, this is a brand new car. What do you mean? I thought you bought a used car. And I was like, girl, this thing is a 2016. And they were like, oh, oh. And I was like, that's right. You can buy used and still have everyone think it's brand new. But we saved cash and bought a $25,000 Jeep Cherokee, which is you know, pricey. It's not, you know, a cheap car, but you know, we budgeted for, we saved cash and I think it was a win. That's incredible. That's incredible. Yeah. I mean, and yeah. how long did it take for you to save up to buy a $25,000 car? Um, we started right after the wedding, I think about a year, a little over a year. Yeah. That's but great. when we combined finances, it was, we were able to hit our goal a lot faster. Isn't that incredible when, when, when people get married that you're like, wow. Yes. And especially if you've decided that, Hey, we're going to pay attention to our finances mm-hmm. and hit some of our goals. Mm-hmm. You could have, you guys, you could have the double effect. Really. You could make the double uh, impact with the finances to hit your goals, or you could doubly inflate your lifestyle and, right. and, and, and it's, know, keep it going. So many people, I get so many comments and, you know, questions of, Oh, you have two incomes and, you can hit any goal you want and this and that. And I first say you can hit any goal you want, but second, you know, two incomes doesn't always mean better because before it was just me. I only had to say no to myself. Now I had to say no to me and him, or he has to say no to me as well. And that can be hard. You know, there's times where there's been some conflict of why can't we eat out? Why can't we do this? Why can't we go on this vacation? And you know, it's, it's hard. And I don't want to always be bad cop. But it's definitely, definitely a learning curve. Yeah. How, how do you guys come together to review the budget, make a plan? Is it something that you are managing and then reviewing with them? How, how does that work? Mm-hmm. Yeah, usually I, I'm the numbers nerd, obviously, and the Excel nerd and everything. And any spreadsheet is my love language. <laughs> and so I keep the budget. I do all of that. I just log in see the transactions, add them into our budget. And then I'll kind of come up with a game plan at the beginning of the month of what we want to do, what goals we've hit, how much we were able to put towards savings, how much our net worth grew this month, all of that. And just kind of go over the wins and the fails of the month. And then what goals we have for the next month or what year goals we have, if we're going to talk about that. That's cool. Very cool. And I understand you guys recently bought a house. So talk us through that process, how you save for the down payment, things like that. Mm-hmm. We did that the same way that we saved for the wedding that we saved for the Jeep. Like it's, it was the same exact process of just, all right, we're going to cut back a little bit here and we're going to cut back a little bit here and see where we can save money. Um, and then we actually bought it sooner than we thought. Um, cause we were told it wrong information on the down, um, the closing costs. And a realtor said it was going to be one thing. And then we talked to a mortgage broker and she was like, no, it's going to be like half that. And I was like, oh, then we're ready. Let's go looking now. So we set up some times, looked at some houses. And then one day we went out and it was downpouring. Like, I think it ended up being a tropical storm. And we had to drive 30 minutes to the house. And there was a couple up here. And we, this was the last house we looked at. I walked in and started crying. And Jane was like, oh, crap, this is it, isn't it? <laughs> and it was outside of her price range. And my realtor was like, that doesn't, that's not what we're paying. And I was like, what do you mean that's not what we're paying? And she's like, yeah, no, we're not paying that. Like, I'm running comps and this and that. And we can get them, you know, 30 grand lower and this and that. And so it was, it was a wild ride, but it was a lot of fun. So there are things in your life that are outside of the budget that you do want to pay for, just like your husband. 
Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> That's great. That's cool. So what, what did you end up buying? How much was the house, uh, when you bought it? We bought it. It was three seventy two five four bedroom house. Cause we want to have lots of babies awesome. and, and I have a filming room. We have an office, we have a cat room right now. And and whatnot. <laughs> That's incredible. Very cool. Yeah. So, so that process of, of saving the money for the wedding, saving for the car, saving for the house down payment, where do you put the money during that process? If I can get a little nitty gritty with you, do you, do you have a savings account? Where do you put it? I just put them all in high interest savings accounts. Those are, those are my babies. I love I love making money on money and money. And then what do you do to keep the consistency of making sure you actually do it? Sometimes people just, they want to save money, but they just don't. Mm -hmm. To me, I don't know. Like I, like I said earlier, I'm an Excel person and it's so funny. My co is so nerdy, but my coworkers were like, Oh, it's payday. It's payday. I can go out to eat. And I'm like, it's payday. I can lock my paycheck in my budget. And that's literally how I am. And at the end of the month, I'll be like, ooh, how much can I transfer? And it's a game. Did I transfer more than last month? Or did I hit a new goal and transfer a new, you know, huge amount? And just, I don't know, doing that, it just really motivates me. We'll be back to the show after a word from our sponsors. Shipping can make or break a sale. So optimize how you ship your orders with ShipStation. They make it easy to automate and manage orders no matter how big your business grows. And they might even be able to help reduce shipping and warehouse costs. So optimize and keep up your momentum for growth with ShipStation. Sign up for your free 60-day trial now at ShipStation.com and use the code P-O-D. That's ShipStation.com with the code P-O-D. For six generations, the Jones family has been providing high-quality meats. And now we're providing treats for the best member of your family man's best friend, a.k.a. the goodest boys and girls. Jones Natural Shoes makes bones and treats that are sure to be savored by your dog and are made from the best natural ingredients available. Our flavorful chews are made from natural animal parts and will have your puppy drooling with happiness. From treats like sticks and chews to savory bones and patties, we've got you covered for finding the perfect reward for that special pup in your life. Jones Natural Chews come in all sizes, so make sure to choose the right treat for your pup. And remember, it's important to be supervising your pup when they're enjoying their treats to keep your puppy safe. Jones Natural Chews, available at a pet store near you. Or visit jonesnaturalchews.com to get started with our store locator tool. That's Jones Natural Chews, available at a pet store near you. Thanks for taking time to consider our sponsors, everyone. Let's jump back into the show. So you've got the paid for car, you got the wedding and you got the house of your dreams. It sounds like even with the video room, I love it. That's cool. So what, <laughs> what, what dreams are exciting you now and things that you're going to be saving up for in the future? Yeah, more vacations. We definitely want to travel a lot. We went to Alaska this past year on Alaskan cruise and we want to get into our first rental property which is very scary for me. I have lots of friends that do rentals and are pushing me and they're like, Kelly, you should be buying it in at least in six months minimum or six months maximum. And I'm like, uh-uh, like, oh goodness, I need two years. And they're like, no, you don't. So, what makes you nervous about getting into rentals? I think just taking on a whole other mortgage. You know, this was our first home. This was this was huge for us. And I don't know, I feel like we really became adults, even though we've been adults for years. But I don't know, it just is very daunting. And I think a lot of the, you know, 
misconceptions of the renters are going to destroy it or the renters are going to be terrible people and this and that. And it's all about how you screen them and whatnot. But I don't know. And cost of living is very expensive down here. So finding, you know, there's people in other parts of the country that can buy, you know, their first rental for 80 grand and our first rental will be like $250,000. And so it's, it's a little different, but we do have a higher income than them. So it's, you know, it's, it's all relative, but it's, it's a little scary. Yeah. What's your general income range so people can understand the, the savings process and how long would it take for you to get a down payment on that house? Well, when I first started my channel, I, we've grown our income over a hundred thousand since then. And that's between, you know, my husband's, you know, raises at work and he got a job changed, my raises in overtime at work and side hustle and all of that. So all in all, I think we're about the one thirty ish range. That's incredible. So when you get those raises, when you get that increase, are you inflating your lifestyle at all? Or are you guys keeping things as is? How, how, how does that work? How do you guys make those decisions? <laughs> we actually just had this discussion with my husband and he just got a raise and he's like, okay, so now we can do this with the money. And I'm like, babe, you are doing exactly what I tell my people not to do. Like you are like this definition and he's just rolling his eyes and giving me a little smirk. So we try and fight that. And, you know, we may increase a little bit here and there, you know, go out to a nice dinner to celebrate or something like that. But we try and keep it the same or what we'll do is we'll, I always recommend people increasing their 401k 1% every year. So as you get, you know, a 3% raise, put one of that more towards your 401k, stuff like that. But that just means more savings, hitting those goals faster in my book. Got it. Got it. Is there a little bit of a Tesla fund somewhere in there? Oh yeah. There's a Tesla fund. Okay, oh yeah. Good. There he oh, goes. Yeah. As long as he's getting that, that's good. <laughs> he's getting like 500 to a thousand dollars a month to the Tesla fund. Oh, so. that's great. He's going to get there in no yeah. time. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah there's nothing better than a, a, a paid for Tesla. I think that would probably yeah. drive better at this point. Right. Oh, <laughs> for sure. For sure. Like I still pinch myself over my Jeep and I had it, I've had it for over a year now and I'm just like, this is mine. I paid cash. Like this is like, I feel like it's a hundred thousand dollar car. Like compared to my previous car, this is like luxury. Well, you guys are doing it right before you have kids. It sounds like you guys are interested in having kids. Um, you know, getting all of these big goals ahead of you right now. So you're going to make your marriage with kids even that much more comfortable. So congratulations. Mm -hmm. When do you guys think you're going to go for that first rental? What's your timeframe for, for considering that? I would like to get it by the end of the year. That's my big, big goal, but who knows That's when it'll great. actually what, happen. What kind of down payment would you think you would do then? We'd probably do a 20%, 20%. down mm-hmm. and then 30 year fixed. Okay, cool. So 20% on like a 250. So that's another 50K right there. Something yeah. Like Plus cool. closing costs. Yeah. Yeah. So. Well, good luck. Very good luck. So a lot. <laughs> have you considered the property management side of things? Or are you guys thinking of managing it? How, how are you? What are you we thinking really, right now? We've really gone back and forth and I have a couple, couple friends that one does one and one does the other. And one of them is like, I just receive checks. I just get money. And then the other one's like, I get a call. Okay. I call a plumber. I get this. Okay. I call an AC guy like 15 minutes. So I don't know. I'm going, going back and forth. 
Yeah, it's tough, especially if you're, you know, just figuring out at the beginning. It's sort of mm-hmm. like, well, we could try it out or see where it goes yeah. from there. Yeah, very cool. Very cool. Mm-hmm. And then on the retirement side, I know you're doing a lot of things with real estate and buying your own homes. What are you guys doing to save for retirement right now? We are investing in 401ks. Um, or we max out our Roth IRAs every year. I started dabbling this year and some like single stocks just to have fun with it. I'm like Robin Hood and one finance and just doing some fun stuff with that and playing around with it. That's more just fun money that makes a lot of decent money. And so that's our big thing, but our Roth IRAs and, and four keys and stuff. Yeah. Very cool to start so early and then have that compound interest work in your favor. That's very cool. Mm-hmm. So Kelly, there's somebody listening right now that's, um, saving 0%, maybe living paycheck to paycheck. They making good money. You know, maybe you like a little over six figures, but they're spending all of it and they're thinking, well, maybe I should, maybe I should be getting a little higher savings rate. Where should they start if they are inspired by what they're hearing today, having the ability to have a paid for car, something that they had never heard of before? Mm-hmm. Well, where, where, where should they start? First thing, absolutely, is start it with a budget. Create a budget, written budget, track your spending. It is so eye-opening. I get some people that say, I don't have time for that. That's so many purchases. But if you're in your budget every other day, it takes five minutes. If you wait till the end of the month, it's going to take you an hour and you're going to hate it and you're going to be cursing my name. But if you're in there often, it's five minutes. It's quick. And then you can also see throughout the month where you're overspending. If you wait until the end of the month to put all your grocery receipts in, you've already blown your grocery budget. But if you do it halfway through the month, you know, every week or so, you can see, oh, crap, I spent too much this week. Next week, we're doing a pantry challenge and we're eating from the pantry. And you can kind of gauge it that way. Very cool. So you guys talked about boosting your income at one point, you know, mm-hmm. making a lot more money. What were some of the keys to making more money if people want to hit that goal of being able to save 50%? Um, a big one for me was overtime. That was one of my biggest, you know, quote unquote, side hustles was overtime. And I had to get creative with it because at one point my overtime was cut. And I was devastated. And I was like, okay, what can we do? How can we think outside the box? And I said, okay, is there any other department I can help out? And they were like, oh, I don't know. And so they figured it out. And yeah, I had to do training. And yeah, it wasn't what I wanted to do. But, you know, it's a side hustle. It's overtime. And I think that's a great way to get your income up. You know, there's so many side hustles out there. Just working, working side hustles. They're not always fun, but... They add up quick. It's amazing when you add them all up of how much extra you can make in a year. That's cool. Yeah. The best place to make more money is where you're already working, right? And get, yeah. get overtime there. That's cool. What, what kind of line of work are you in? I am in medical staffing. We staff physicians. Very cool. Very cool. Well, Kelly, this has been a lot of fun. Yeah. Uh, tell us a little bit about what you're doing on YouTube and where people can follow you and, and stay connected. Yeah. My YouTube channel is Freedom in a Budget. I've been on YouTube for almost four years now. And I just have a variety of content. Back in the day, it was my debt-free debt journey. And so if you're looking for motivation of paying off your debt on a low income, that was me. So I have tons of videos on that. Now I'm talking more about building your income, getting into investing, just general personal finance advice and tips and what does this mean and what does that mean? Um, then I have a blog, Freedom in a Budget, which has been so much fun as well. And then Instagram, Facebook, a little bit of Twitter, but mostly Instagram. That's cool. Yeah, you're blowing it up on Instagram. I, lo- I love to stay connected <laughs> with you. And um, 
everybody check out Kelly on her Instagram, definitely on YouTube. She's doing a lot of fun things there. I'll put your information in the show notes for people to check out. Kelly, thank you so much for spending time with me tonight and it's good to connect again. You too. When you're saving a big chunk of your income, you can make big things happen in your life. Here are my top three takeaways from my conversation with Kelly Smith. Number one, write down your dreams for a bright financial future. Kelly made a plan to have a debt-free wedding, a paid-for car, and a new home with a good down payment. And then she executed that plan. Write down three big financial dreams that you have and start planning how to get there. Number two, make more to save more. If saving 50% of your current income sounds impossible, it's time to figure out how to make more money to help you hit your goals. Overtime was one of Kelly's routes. Is that an option for you to consider? If not, try to look at other ways of making more money through side hustles or even selling stuff around your house. Number three, hit your big savings goals and leave room for fun. Kelly is planning big for her future by not taking on debt and investing for her retirement and investing in single family real estate and the stock market. She's also having fun along the way, right? Traveling with her husband, buying her dream car and helping her husband save up for his future Tesla. Super cool. After all, what's all this saving for if we can't have a little fun today? Kelly, thank you so much for sharing how you've kicked off your newlywed financial journey in style. I hope you and your husband have an excellent year and your adventures in real estate investing are lucrative and fun. As a quick reminder, everybody, this show is for entertainment purposes only. Be sure to seek out a professional for your specific financial situation. Before we go for the day, I'd like to ask you to do one thing, one important thing to support this show. Please take two minutes to subscribe, rate, and review this podcast in Apple Podcasts or Stitcher. That two-minute favor would mean the world to me and help me reach more families and help them thrive. In the spirit of growth and inspiration, I'm going to end the show with a quote today from Martin Luther King Jr., you don't have to see the whole staircase. Just take the first step. Here's to pursuing those dreams of yours, everyone. Carpe diem. Carpe diem.